goodness, ladies and gentlemen, what an episode of Game of Thrones. It was always going to be hard to top hard home. Somehow, I feel it's been done. My name is Natalie Bohensky. Welcome to the Raven on Game of Thrones podcast. I'm still in a bit of shock, still a bit angry, also feeling a bit awesome. It's a very conflicted place to be. Here to help me sort out my true feelings, the one, the only, Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. I'm also feeling a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit strange after that episode, a little bit, uh, you know, excited, a little bit uh, depressed, a little bit hungry. Um, I'm, I'm always sure. hungry. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So Stannis Baratheon has betrayed everything that I mm. gave him credit for. He has let me down. Yes. He has betrayed his legacy, his mm-hmm. family, trust of millions of viewers. I assume the soldiers. I'm, I'm kind of conflating the fictional <laughs> and the non-fictional people in one. I feel that's... It's not entirely healthy, but we can forgive you this time because it was a pretty shocking scene. Look, we had an inkling, didn't we, a couple of episodes ago when Melisandre was saying to Stannis, mm. hey, come on, you've got your daughter there. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. We did have the inkling that, oh, God, but then... That it, was obviously being brought forward as a possibility. Mm. And it was the sort of thing where you think, surely the show wouldn't go there. Like, surely, not not just Stannis, but surely the show isn't going to go there. But, really? Uh, you thought that? Maybe. I, I, did, I, I thought there's been a lot of red herrings this season. There's been a lot of little things that they've sort of thrown out and they're not... And not or it's been done specifically to distract from what's actually happening. So I thought that might be, you know, a thing that they're throwing out there just to sort of throw us off the scent of something else. But, no, it turned out to be the big moral dilemma. And this but it whole... wasn't a moral dilemma. Well, no, that, that's that right. That exactly. yeah. in the end. Stannis guess... had no dilemma. <laughs> to, to, be, to have a, a moral dilemma, there has to be, like, two options that are halfway plausible. Yeah. You know, I think on, on one hand, not burning your daughter alive at the stake, and on the other hand, burning your daughter alive at the stake, there's a pretty clear uh, you know, option choice. A versus yeah. option B there. Um, yeah, and I thought, like, it was just, it was dreadful to watch the the whole sequence because, you know, just in the back of your mind, you're like, they're not going to do this, are they? Like, yeah. they, this isn't what's going to happen because you, you see that Stannis is sending away Davos. Yeah. Um, Davos has a scene with Shireen. Oh, look, I made you something. Oh, will you make me something to go with it? And you just know. Yeah. You just know Davos is going to come gonna back come next back, week he's and go, have that dough. here's the little... Yep. Yeah, here's the little dough. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, it was, it was a dough. It was a dough to go with the stag. To go with the stag. I thought she said goat. I don't know why I thought that. No. <laughs> I just thought, I'm going to have to go correct my recap. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so a dough yes. to match the stag. The stag, yeah. I don't know where the stag will be. It might be still in her bunk and he's going to turn up and find out that she's gone and he's going to pull out that little dough and he's going to have a cry and I'm going to find it hard to well, keep myself together, Stu. I think he's going to have more than that because that's the point where I think Davos Seaworth says no more no more of Stannis. Like, surely at that point where he's burning little girls alive, like, you have to sort of reevaluate, you know, your, your own loyalties so that's got to provoke a confrontation like he sent him away deliberately and he knew that you know um stannis knew that he couldn't have davos there yeah but you know what's he going to do when he comes back like and princess shireen is gone i just uh it was everything about it was heart-wrenching it was full on like it was with, full, her screaming yes, yeah, was yeah. just so and like the expressions on the faces of all the soldiers who mm. were standing there just 
and they almost had this sense of this shouldn't be happening. This isn't right. Mm. But of course they're following orders. So they're just waiting for death. Melisandre, of course, had her typical, well, this is just what we have to do kind of laissez-faire attitude. Mm. But then Selyse was the big surprise. That was the big revelation, yeah. She was saying to Stannis, this is the right thing to do. We need to do this. Otherwise we'll all die. This is the logical and good thing to do. And then something just clicked. She heard that scream at that particular yeah. moment and just clicked back into being a functional mother. <laughs> yes, that's right. Exactly. And that was extraordinary. And she almost redeemed herself. Well, it I, was, think. I think it was pretty much too little too late. Like of course it was too little. Of, yeah. too little too of course late. it was. But, but it was nice to see that kind of saving grace of, yeah. wow, mm. the real reason that you buried and you hated this girl is that you couldn't provide a son. Absolutely, she hated yeah. herself. Yeah, that's Therefore, right. she kind of took it out on Shireen. Yeah. But when push came to shove, that maternal instinct instinct kicked in. And yeah, then that's we right, saw exactly. that sort of last ditch bid to stop whatever it was from happening. Just, yeah, absolutely. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and that was really good to see. And it was Stannis yeah. who was sent the guards after and said, no, keep her, keep her back. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't, like, like I agree. Like, like, as far as that character bid goes, I absolutely agree. I don't necessarily think the show earned that in the way that it went about that scene. Like I think from Celise, I think the change was far too abrupt and I don't think the show sold the full oh. enormity of what was actually going on with her because that, that was a complete 180 turn as far as she was concerned. She's always hated her daughter um, because of her disfigurement and because she wasn't a son. She always you know, was totally on board with the, the Lord of Light and Melisandre and everything else. And then just all of a sudden she's done this 180 turn. And I think, I think you know, obviously as a character moment, you, you understand it, but I don't think the scene sold it to me. Okay. Like, so, like I, I understood what was going on. I didn't feel her emotional beat in that scene, even though the scene itself totally, like I think the scene itself did most of the heavy lifting because it's horrific. Like, it's absolutely horrific. It's this lovely character that we've come to know and love over the course of the, the season that she's been in. They've done a lot of work this season, especially of making her a presence on the show. And then, you know, they've just sort of... Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone. What Tom and we had Tom and Tarly, Tarly the foster kittens, have just decided to climb onto Stu. Before this um, he makes excellent <laughs> climbing, climbing materials. Apparently I do. They really no, like I don't. It. Well, ma- and, maybe. And uh, maybe, so you know, one more scene of Celise being mean to Shireen or something like that to show that there is a turn. I don't know. Like, I can't put it into words, but I just feel like, you know, and I don't want to rag on the actress or anything like that, but I think... Just the way it was, just the way it was played, the way the show sort of threw it out there. I didn't quite buy that emotional beat, even though I understood what was happening. Okay, that was the only thing. Like it just sort of, I just so sort bad of, acting is what you're saying. Not necessarily bad acting, but maybe bad directing, maybe bad poor choices, just uh, all of those things at once. <laughs> yes, well, it was really very devastating. It was, yeah. It, you know, it, it absolutely had me on the verge of tears mm. uh, because Shireen was just such a pure young character. And again, yeah. you know, we, we, we come back to similar with Sansa. We come back to this idea of girls and their, you know, the purity or their, their, their sanctity, the fact that they haven't been, you know, corrupted by the world mm. or other forces. And so when they die, there's this heightened tense and it made me heightened tense, heightened stakes. And it made me think, you know, random question, if Shireen had been a boy, do you think Stannis would have sacrificed her? Him. 
Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that, that's, that's a ca- that's, that's a character a, question. That's a rhetorical kind of yeah. character kind of you know, if a tree falls in the forest, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he would have, because yeah. well, I don't know. I mean, he seemed to really love Shireen, and I would have thought that if anyone, I, I think I think the scene that we had earlier in the season with him sort of, you know, saying to his daughter, you know, I love you, you're my daughter, you're the princess Shireen of the House Baratheon, which you're... she said back to him. Yes. She said yes. back to him, saying, I want to help you. Exactly. I'm Princess Shireen of House Baratheon. He's like, oh, yeah, you can help. Yeah. <laughs> Note to everyone listening, if you ever ask someone, do they need help, make sure you're really specific yeah. that the help you can offer that you're willing to <laughs> offer doesn't include your brutal death. Yes. I think that's a fair point yeah. to make. That's, you shouldn't that's, have to, but it's best to be safe. It's best to be safe, particularly mm. in the Game of Thrones world. Yes. Can I help you in such a way that I don't bring about my own premature demise? Yes, absolutely. You know? I think that's good advice all round, and specifically. Her, in this oh, case. her face when she saw the pyre and Melisandre mm. just saying, "It'll all be over soon." Uh, like, something, something needs to happen to Melisandre at this point. I think Stannis has become an irredeemable character, but I think Melisandre has always been that irredeemable schema behind the scenes, sort of driving things forward. You know, Stannis is that they did things earlier this season where they set up, you know, that he was uh, a noble man, if not a nice man, and, and he could potentially make a good king. But now, you know, he's completely thrown himself to the lions. You know, it's just, he's, he's totally irredeemable. But Melisandre has always been there behind the scenes, sort of prodding him and poking him to, yeah. to do these terrible things, you know. Another factor, something to think about, all of this was brought up brought upon, uh, forced, Stannis's hand was forced by Ramsay Bolton leading his raid into Stannis's camp, setting all those fires. So yes. we never saw the raid, we just saw the fires. Mm. The question now is, who do you support between Stannis Baratheon and his army and Winterfell with the Bolt, the boom, piss, <laughs> Boltons? Because up until this week, I was Stannis all the way, but now... Uh, yeah. Well, uh, how do you make uh, that choice? It's too. Or, like yeah. Shireen said, you don't make a choice because making a choice is what gets you all into trouble in the first place. That's right, exactly. So I hope they will both kill the shit out of each other. <laughs> That's the best we can hope for at this point. Although I think, from a purely show perspective, I think this is now the story of Stannis's slow decline and, and fall. Yeah. You know, so unfortunately, I think the Boohis Boltons are going to come out on top next oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. See, the only people I want to see survive are Sansa and Sir Davos. <laughs> yes. Melisandre for a bit of interest's sake, you know, but... Well, remember, remember now, too, Stannis... has got to be gone. Well, this is the thing, um, and it's something that occurred to me because I was thinking about where all these characters are at the moment, and, it, and it, I was... I, I remembered Brienne is outside Winterfell. Yep. Waiting. Yep. She has vowed to kill Stannis. <gasps> and now she has a good reason to. And now she's because right Because he's there. an asshole and we're okay with it now. Well, I mean, you know, if we weren't okay with it before, we're definitely we're okay definitely with it okay now. We're definitely okay with it now. You know. I completely forgot so, about that. So, Brienne's just there outside Winterfell. Yeah, the, 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 so, the checkerboard pieces are yeah. slowly coming together. So now her just sort of planting herself outside Winterfell and looking at a tower waiting for a candle doesn't seems so silly in hindsight. Like, she's there waiting for him, essentially. She doesn't know that he's coming. Or she might do now, but, but you know, I don't think she's... She wasn't there for him. She was waiting for Sansa. But I think now she is in place yep. 
before the downfall of yep. Stannis Baratheon. Yep. I think that's fantastic, and I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. Let's fill in It a remains couple- to be seen whether that will happen. Because we only have one episode left, and there's so much more to get through. It's crazy. Stu, and we like we have to work out another podcast or something to do yes. after that. <laughs> we have to see if people would be interested. Because True Detective starts after Game of Thrones. Oh, that's so we true. Have to see if like yeah, okay. we want to do a True Detectives thing. Hmm. Comment if there's a show you think we should do a podcast on that would be good. Tell us, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm open to suggestions. Let's cover off a few other areas that we saw on the show this week. Go down to Dawn, where Jamie is. Fessing up to having illegally snuck into Dawn, but saying, mm. hey, you know, it didn't mean anything. Just no no harm, guys. It's okay. No, you know, look, I've got one hand. I'm like, <laughs> hardly an effective weapon against it's okay, right? the Dornish state. <laughs> I just came to get my niece back, right? It's it's strange because that whole thing, um, Prince Duran seems very, and apparently it's Duran. I didn't Is it Duran or Doran? I've been pronouncing it Doran, but apparently it's Duran. It's not Duran Duran. Or maybe. He's hungry like the wolf. Hungry like the wolf. <laughs> See, that's why we spark exactly. so well, Stu. We both went for the same Duran Duran song to make that joke. Like, yes. you didn't go for girls on film, no. and I didn't go for Ordinary no. World. You exactly. know, we really hit on Hungry, hungry like, like the Wolf. wolf. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, it fits the theme. It fits the theme. Topical ref- it does. Hungry like the hungry dire like wolf. Hungry like the dire wolf. Yeah. Um, we should do that. We should do like pop songs <laughs> if they were Game of Thrones pop songs. Yeah. It's like Hungry Like the Dire Wolf and... The Lannister Lion Sleeps Tonight or something. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no, I thought it was very interesting, the Dawn stuff this week, because I, I felt like Prince Doran uh, was very lenient. Um, and I know that's sort of his character is he's a very pragmatic character and he's very averse to any sort of conflict. But in a, you know, in a good way, he doesn't sort of run from conflict. He's trying to avoid unnecessary conflict, which mm. is a good thing in a character that's fairly rare in this universe. But a lot of the scenes this week in Dawn seemed like they were spinning their wheels a little and, and they, they worked out very strange. Like, Jamie came down as a spy to abduct Marcella, who is a ward of Prince Duran. It was very strange that he would just be like, well... That's okay, I guess. You can probably take it back if you want. That seemed very strange. And obviously it was meant to be strange, but... Yeah, I, I'm guessing that because it was a two-man operation, mm. I don't know if they have, you know, like the Dornish Times or Dawn FM, mm-hmm. a cable channel in Dawn, to broadcast <laughs> details of this. But it's likely it could be something just fairly hushed up and not spread out to the wider... That's true. So then the know, story becomes, uh, Prince. you know, um, Sir Jamie came down to, you know, take his... Niece back to yeah to, to King's Landing. They spin it or something like that. Or he says, yeah, "Oh, we're sending enough. Tristane to be on the small council. He'll go with Marcella. Mm. They they stay engaged." So he, I mean, he still got what he wanted out of it, which was the alliance mm. and a position of power on the small council. Now, of course, by the time they get to the small council, they're going to find a very interesting <laughs> place, given that you know and there's again, really nobody on it. Yeah, um, like this is something that has to either wrap up in one episode or is going to carry over in the next season. Mm. So that will be a long wait if we have to find out what Jamie thinks of what's happening back in King's Landing. What do you make of Ilaria? Well, she had that fantastic drop the mic moment where they toasted <laughs> King Tom and she poured the, yeah. the wine out, which is great. But then she, um, you know, she was so sparky against Duran, uh, Doran, Duran, saying, you know, you know, I can see why you can't stand up. You have no spine. <laughs> He's like, look, I love 
your your daughters, my nieces, very much, mm. and I hope for their sake you live a long life. But if you speak to me like that, you won't. Yeah. And then she ended up having to sort of grovel before him and recommit, I guess, to his mm. leadership. And she cried. Now, is she genuinely upset? Do you think that her whole actions were just born out of grief at Oberyn's death and have now sort of fizzled yeah, out? Yeah, I think so. That, that's that's how I read that scene. I read it as she was sort of coming to terms. She, she's been she's been lashing out ever since uh, Oberyn was killed, and so I think. You know that was her finally coming to terms with the fact that he isn't. He is dead. He's not coming back, and there's nothing that she can really do to to change that. Uh, that that's how I read that scene. I'm not sure if. So what was the purpose of her different. going in to have a bit of a tete-a-tete with Jamie, who was handwriting? And did you like the way that when he was handwriting, because of the way his golden arm was sitting on the table, it looked like he was covering his hands? Yeah, as if he's like, yeah, doing a test. Doing a test. Covering. Don't look. I'm writing to <laughs> Cersei, dear. Cersei, I miss you. I hope you haven't been imprisoned by religious fanatics yeah. while I was away. <laughs> I do feel sorry for him having to try and write with the with That's the other tough. Hand. That is tough. It was a nice kind of depiction of like, you know, one of those living with a new, yeah. newly acquired yeah, disability right. sort of thing. But she basically, Elaria came out with it and said, hey, you and your sister, boink. That's a thing. Mm. She knew all about it and, and seemed to say, hey, people don't care about that sort of stuff in Dawn. That was one of those things where I, I, I wasn't totally clear on what was actually supposed to be the point of the scene. Like I got what was happening in it, but I didn't totally understand what the show was trying to say to me. And mm. there, was a, there was a lot of stuff in this episode that, was sort of, that felt very unfocused. It was a great episode and there was so much good stuff that was happening, but all that connective tissue in it just seemed a little bit rushed over mm. and unfortunately it seems like the dawn stuff has really suffered from that this season where yeah. you know we've really just sort of touched in there, there was this big build-up we've been hearing about dawn for a long time we had Oberyn martell come up you know last season and he was awesome and we thought oh we're going to get more of that we're going to get the the sand snakes we're going to have uh, Ilaria plotting and, and we're going to get that big guy with the axe like you know he, he seems cool as well you know and Are they haven't Oreo? really oh yeah 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 Aria. <laughs> Um, and they haven't really, it hasn't really been a big part of the show. It hasn't been a big, um, factor in what's going on. It feels a bit disconnected from everything else. And it feels almost like Jamie had to be given something to do while all that stuff was happening in King's Landing. So that's what they gave him to do. And also we hadn't seen Dawn before. So it's like, oh, this is Dawn. These are the Sand Snakes. These are these cool characters that we're going to have in a weird fight scene. And then we're going to immediately lock them up for an episode. So you can't really But then they let them out. They the did, and then they just sort of they stood had their there. Hand slappy game. Yes, that was, was interesting. It was interesting because it was kind of, you know, again, what was that there for? Yeah, but like I, think, I guess that's a, that's a bit of a character moment, I guess, because yeah. um, obviously uh, the small girl is the youngest, and she's sort of Tain is is. See, I rely on you to tell me who these people. I have called. to go look them up every time, every time I do my. I'm, I'm actually I'm hitting episodes. the point now where even I can't keep track of yeah. all these characters. I don't know what they're called. It was Nymeria. Yeah. Yes. The, the taller one. Yes. And Tyene. So it was Nymeria okay. slapping Tyene. Yes. And Tyene is obviously... You'll never I win. You'll never win. And then she just went for the she mind games. She plays mind games. Yes. Yeah, so that's so, her which thing. is what she'd done to Bronn. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
Bron. So oh. glad that nothing happened to Bron. Again, <laughs> my man, he comes out, he comes out, he always comes out smelling of roses. But that was, there was one condition. Yeah, <laughs> he got a crack <laughs> to the jaw. He's released. Fantastic. And, was one, and Jamie was even, like, shocked <laughs> to see that happen. He couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> Bron, I mean, you know, I love Bron as a character, but I think he's definitely, if you had, like, been with him for a while, that is something you would like to see happen to him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's definitely No, that was <laughs> great. Definitely good. Uh, let's check in briefly at the wall. Not a huge amount to say, except that Stampy's back. Stampy's back. Stampy the Giant. Um, trudge, 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 trudge. That, that more than anything. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, you can talk about, like, bringing the wildlings south of the wall and, and having them there. More than anything else, having a like Stampy the Giant at the wall just seemed very strange. That seemed the strangest thing to yeah. me. And he's gonna he's just gonna settle like south of the wall, um and just you, be like yeah. what is his deal gonna be now? I mean his diet alone must be <laughs> <That's> remarkable. <right. laughs> like to get that big you need a lot of calories. Yes, exactly. It was nice to see John because you know, John is a bit broody and he's a he bit is. he's a bit down sometimes and he's all like, Oh, I failed. I failed them all. He basically resembled me (laughs) in my high school, uni, and media careers. So, (laughs) fair enough. Pretty much everything. Mm. Um, But yeah, he was like, "Oh, I failed." I said I was going to do it, and he was a bit eeyore. He was having an eeyore moment. He was definitely having an eeyore moment. And then Sam said, well, no, you saved this guy and this guy mm. and all these people who are coming through would not be alive if it wasn't for you, which Love is so true. And then we had a little moment, Stu, and I'm going to turn this one over to you, uh, where John sort of saw Ollie from a distance and, and smiled. And was, and was like, hey, Ollie. Hey, buddy. How you going, buddy? And then that ungrateful little shit just glares at him. I'm sorry. That kid, that kid, of all the characters, that kid should have been burnt alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> You think people would have been on board? I, th- I, think, I think people would have been fine. There would be no We're gonna problem. We're going to sacrifice this kid, everyone. I'm yeah. done. I'm done with Ollie. Cool. cool. Worst character It's, it's very ever. serious. We're, 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 <laughs> this is raising the stakes in a big way. We're, yeah, okay, cool. I'm just going to be over here. Yeah, I'm done with Ollie. That, that shifty little bastard is up to something, uh, and I don't know what it is, but it's not going to be pleasant when it finally shows up. Well, some of the commenters on the Fairfax sites and also on Facebook, thank you to everyone who comments. I love you more than you could ever know. Some people were suggesting that perhaps he poisoned Sam's food last week, so I'm glad to see that that didn't seem to eventuate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, there was that tense moment between uh, when Alistair was up at the top of the wall. Yes, wasn't John. that great? And that was lovely. You know, they're sort of eyeballing each other, going, oh, I could not let you in right now, but he totally lets him in. But then the door sort of came up very ominously, and I was sitting there going, what is John going to find on the other side of that wall? Uh, you know, Sam could have been dead at that point. You know, uh, anything could have happened on the other side of that wall. Uh, fortunately, nothing happened. But yeah, like there was that sort of moment where you're like, what is John going to find at Castle Black? But Sir Alistair Thorne in my side did say, you have a good heart, <laughs> Jon Snow, it'll kill us all. Yeah. Which was a really lovely line. And one I forgot to put in my recap. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but it was a good one. Well, it's good It's good because Alistair is a bastard. And he's a wonderful character to hate. But a lot of what he does isn't necessarily unreasonable. No, he's sense. not like, evil, evil he's like not a evil, evil, or... yeah. He's just He's self-serving, and but he's also... He's also a Night's Watchman, and he is pragmatic in the sense that he doesn't think they need these extra mouths to feed. 
but then he didn't see the Night's King do Will his he little believe? Come, come at Will me crow. Believe? That's the interesting thing. Will he believe? Because there were only a few Night's Watchmen who saw mm. it and torment. Will he believe them? A small number mm. of people saying this is what happened. Having said that, you look at the faces of those wildlings. They were not a happy people. Yeah. Like they were not. Absolutely. They had the fight sucked out of them. Yeah, that's it. They've seen you know? what's coming. So hopefully that will bring Sir Alistair on side mm. for the greater good. Let's head over now to uh, one of the more interesting developments in Arya's story this season. Yes, Arya, worst spy ever. You um, think? I think. I was just, it was just, she could not have been more, like, obvious about getting that little jar, jar of poison out of her thing. She's looking around with the most suspicious look on her face in the world. Yeah, you think, like, like why just, weren't you already carrying it in your... Yeah, yes. like, like, be prepared, Arya. Don't just have it, like, sitting somewhere. That's, that's have it TV. somewhere you they've can lay They've got to show you, you know. <laughs> but even so, like, she just had the, the, the shiftiest look. She just, <laughs> oh, it was just ridiculous. And then, and then she sees, um, now it's not, it's not Slint, is it? Or is it? No, it Which was Meryn Trant. Trant, that's the Slint one. Slint was, um, Slint got his head chopped head off chopped by John. Yeah. Um, I always got those two mixed up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so but, Slint, Trant, yes. I can see that. Mm. But Trant is down, is now at Bravos with uh, Mace Terrell. And um, it's, it, you know, and she could not have been more obvious that she was just staring at them. You know, like it just, it just seemed, it just seemed like, I, I can't believe he didn't notice her sooner. Do you think that he recognised her? Because he did sort of glance, they, they, they made a bit of a deal of showing shots of her looking at him and turning away and him looking at her and then turning away. And... Yeah, I think she got away with it. He definitely noticed her and he was sort of going... Where do I know that girl from? But I don't know that he put two and two together because, unfortunately, he had some other things on his mind at that point. Well, I just before we get to that point, I know that Samarin has been on Arya's list of, you know, her big bad list of people to kill. Yeah. Um, but I'd forgotten why. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, he, you know, he killed someone that she liked, but I'd forgotten why. I had to go all the way back. It was series one. It was Serio Pharrell. The dancing master. Oh right. He was the red, oh, the, the right. sorry, okay. the white cloak who came in saying, "Oh, we yeah. want to take you to, um, you know, your, your father." And yes. and Sirio yeah. said, "No, don't go anywhere," and and defended him. We never saw what happened to Sirio. Yeah. And you presume that he died, except that you don't because he was awesome. He so was you amazing. presume that he got the and better he, of them. We did not see it on screen, so it's not. It's, it's not, not canon. canon yet. And that's why she's held this grudge mm. for all this time. So it's really interesting to see him come back into the picture because he's he's been there the whole way through the show, just being a bastard. Yeah, he's one of those he's around. one of those great background characters yeah. that just they've managed to hang on to and being just awful. Have, yeah, and now we see why because he turns up at a brothel and wants underage girls. Yes, Charming. exactly. What a lovely man. So uh, my theory again, my my recap theme this week was everyone hurts all over the world. They hurt little girls because it seemed to me to be quite a recurrent. Um, motif mm. of this theme and it was just it was really appalling and I think for me one of the reasons why it was is because you can't distance yourself as much from that because you know in our world that yeah, shit happens exactly. and it's horrible yeah. and it it was just with those words too old you know that was just all he needed to say yeah. and if you'll excuse me I'm just gonna swear a little bit because a cat claw just dug <laughs> into my foot so hi Tali <coughs> yeah you're a lot more vicious than your namesake. Okay, okay, claw out of my foot. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They've just had dinner, so they're a bit feisty. A bit boisterous. 
Uh, it was it was horrible. It Merrin sitting there with these two offsiders going too old, too old, and then they brought in you know they just you just know that she was a servant girl or a yeah. kitchen hand. They just sort of grabbed someone not and gone, "Hey, you, a yeah. brothel worker," and they've shoved her in there. She had no idea what was happening, mm. and then they obviously have some sort of timer system, and he threw that back and said, "I'll tell you when we finish." It was everything about it was awful, and I feel like he just kind of cre- out-creeped Littlefinger. <laughs> and maybe that's something to do with the fact that I haven't <clears throat> seen Littlefinger for two episodes, so he's kind of a little bit fallen mm. away. But that was everything about Merrim was just abhorrent. You could probably argue that maybe it was too kind of cut and dry evil because, you know, you know Arya is going to go in. Because they said, yeah, you'll I have think, a I fresh girl for me tomorrow. Yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to set him up as, you know, capital E evil yeah. bad guy. and. You know, they succeeded. Like he's yeah. he's absolutely horrible. Apparent, apparent. Um, you know, but yeah, you, you wonder. Like, like, did they need? Like, like we already knew he's a bad guy. He's been in the background. We know who he is. Like, even if I can't remember what his name yeah. is, but you know, we know who he is. We know that he's been around since season one. He was there when Ned got beheaded. He was there when you know well, all this he, evil stuff's he, gone wasn't down. Wasn't he the guy who? Um, he was one of the guys who um, attacked Tyrion during the Battle of Blackwater. Yes, actually, yes. I think. Oh, actually, sorry. No, I think that was Slint. I think that was Janos Slint, no, and that's yeah. why that's why Tyrion sent him uh, to. No, or maybe maybe it, it wasn't. Was, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Meryn, or it was some. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Meryn. Maybe that's Cersei's why I'm getting them orders. confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So he's been he's been there in the background for the whole series, mm. and so it's you know we know he's a bad guy. He's always been you know associated with the Lannisters. I don't think we necessarily needed that extra push. You know, the show really wanted to underline the fact that this is a bad guy, mm. obviously because, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything by speculating this, Arya is probably going to try and kill him. Oh, yeah. You know, and if the, show, doesn't, I'll be the show needs us to be okay with that. So yeah. they're like, he is a irredeemably bad person. Look, to play devil's advocate mm. on your side, they probably didn't need to make him quite so despicable because... We no. know that he's just been an awful guy and he's yeah. been very much backing the Lannisters the whole way and has done terrible things. They probably didn't need... We know that... We, we believe in Arya and that everyone yes. on her list yeah, yeah, is yeah. there for a reason. So they probably don't even need to show... No, absolutely. And, and I, I agree with that. I, 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 think, I think the show doesn't need to do that. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure why... They obviously want us to be very okay with Arya yeah. having a crack at this guy. So do you think it'll be you poison know? or do you think she'll retrieve Needle and like stab him through the heart? Oh, I hadn't thought about it. I thought I thought she would use the poison on him, and then that would be. You know. Do you think she'll go in as the oyster seller again, or do you think because he the, the he did say you'll have a fresh girl for me tomorrow? That, do you think she'll try? And to again, can I just say like worst spy yeah. ever? Like if you want to cover, like oh, it was just she just walked in. Yeah, she like was she just walked there. in. Oysters and cockles, my lord. <laughs> We'll get back into Irish accents like last week, which is nobody's commented on how good my Irish accent was. So I'm just waiting. Obviously, people. What, been, what do you take away from people that? People have been overwhelmed and, and just don't. You know, they, they feel intimidated. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's it. That's, that's the it. only logical Absolutely. answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, I think she'll probably try to be a be a prostitute. That's what I think. <laughs> In disguise. Uh, well, actually, and, and now that you said that... Um, Arya Stark, prostitute in disguise. 
now that now that you've said that, I suddenly and very stupidly realise what the show is doing, um, which is it's setting up that exact thing uh, yeah. next week probably. Um, yeah. Where you know he obviously likes little girls. She's a little girl. She yeah. can get close to him in that in that way. So maybe so obviously that's what's happening. Yeah. But I, I retract my previous statement. I hope that she shivs him good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and he bleeds a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we leave, Aria, a couple of things. Do you think that she was fobbing off Jack and Hagar? And I know his name isn't Jack and Hagar, but I still call him Jack and Hagar. He's Jack and Hagar, let's do that. I can't call him a man my whole life because it <laughs> doesn't work. Do you think that she was fobbing him off when she said, oh, the thin man is not, um, it's not ready yet? She was supposed to be watching the thin man. Oh, she was lying to him. And I thought yeah, that was interesting. I thought it was really interesting that she was using the same techniques that they had taught her about lying to lie to him, which yeah, makes me wonder. And I was sort of going, in my re- Oh God, I've missed so much of my recap today. Oh God. I, well, I just thought, I just thought it was interesting, but I couldn't, I couldn't get a read on whether or not Jack and Agar actually knows that she was lying to him. I think he does, but then I don't know. I know that I'm lying. You know mm-hmm. that I know that you're, I'm lying, but I don't know that you know that I know <laughs> that I'm lying. Wheels within wheels. Yeah. And the other thing about Bravos that I just wanted to mention was Mace Terrell, man. That guy. <laughs> he just started singing out of nowhere. It was it was hilarious. It was very, very funny. Because you could see the, the bank of, um, what's his name, Mark Gaddis. <laughs> the bank of Mark Gaddis. The, ba- the bank of Mark Gaddis, the actor who's the head banker in the bank of Bravos. See, I, I can't, can't see him without get, getting Moriarty from Sherlock. Yes, exactly. You know, in my hand. <laughs> And he was just going, ah, and trying to applaud him every time he finished a line. And then he just kept singing because let's, but he was singing about something like, we'll all die tomorrow. And I was like, oh yeah, you probably will. Yeah. Don't, don't sing that too loud, Mace. He probably will. He's such a, he's such a great character though. I love him. He's He's a bumbling, he's the Sultan from Aladdin. Yes. Yes, exactly. From Aladdin. Just this guy who just. How has Bumbles not, yeah. through, like not not really threatening enough to do to bump off. So yeah. he just sort of wanders through life, yeah, being vaguely pleasant to everyone. It is nice <laughs> that someone like that has survived. Yes, you know, this perilous place. So that's that covered off. Let's then. Wow, the final probably I think it's about sixteen, seventeen minutes. Yeah, of it was the big show. chunk. It was a big, big chunk, chunk of the show. And uh, welcome back to the marine. Mm. Coliseum ground, <laughs> working on my Richie Benno. Is it? Is it wrong? Just, he's, uh, he's dead. Is that? Is it wrong to impersonate someone who's dead? I don't know because he died. No, but, no, I think it's okay. But um, yeah. I had actually I, I'd done that thing where I'd forgotten that he died, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, really? Richie Benno died. Yeah, he did. It was yeah, he sad. did. Yeah, it was. It was sad. sad. It was like he granddad. It was. Died. It was sad that everyone it's like made Australia's jokes about his granddad died. Yeah, exactly. Everyone it made was. jokes about. Well, everyone, everyone everyone made jokes about uh, you know he's. Putting on the bone, white off, off white ivory and beige uh, wings up in heaven. That was my joke. Was, I know. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah, that, yes. Was, that was my Twitter joke. <laughs> because that's the thing with Twitter, you've got to, you know, you've got to make a joke, but in a respectful way. Yes, so, exactly. And that was a respectful joke. Yeah, was, it was yeah. a respectful. I don't want to. I wasn't making fun of. No, me. absolutely oh, not. Oh God, please! If you know knew Richie Benno, please don't sue me. I wasn't making fun. I'm going to go delete that tweet. <laughs> scroll back. But it was a coliseum. It was. A bunch of Russell Crowe wannabes. Yes, there was a, there was very much a gladiator feel about the whole yeah. thing, wasn't there? They all had to declare their allegiance to the Queen, mm. fight for the Queen. Uh, whereas his dad, the Lorax, yes. didn't turn up until a bit later. And yes. was and was getting things ready. 
Yeah. Do and you think he was plotting what? Uh, well, this is the thing. We like, saw? I I've been thinking for the last couple of episodes that surely there's something dodgy about the Lorax, right? Like, well, you know, yeah. there's... there's no critter that happy <laughs> in real life. But you know, he's been sliming his way around in the background, constantly like you know petitioning you know Daenerys and all that sort of thing, and you're thinking surely there's some connection there with the Sons of the Harpy, you know he must be involved in some way. And then, and then, you know, this, this episode is like, oh, I was just off doing something, getting things ready. Meaningful look, meaningful look, you know? I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, this is obviously a thing now. They're going to, they're going to reveal this. And then, no, no, he totally just got stabbed a whole bunch of times. Um, I, look, I don't think that, that necessarily means he wasn't involved. I just think that it got out of hand and probably someone went, yeah, your usefulness is over. You're no yeah, longer maybe. We'll go stab you along with everyone else. But let's, we're probably getting a bit yes. too ahead of ourselves okay. because yes. key point, well, a few key things. There was a fantastic discussion with him and Tyrion and yes. Mario. <laughs> yes. It was such like a big who's got the biggest cock. <laughs> it was like, get them out, lads. Just swing them in the breeze. Yes. And it was funny because Mario started it going, oh, it's the – Oh, it's the it's the quick one. Yeah. It's definitely the quick one. He, <laughs> I can tell. I used to be the quick one, and never, no one ever betted on me. But I would come out there and bang and all this, and and then his dad saying, "Well, in my experience, the strong tends to overcome the quick, you know, eventually." And Danny's all like, "Yeah, well, you know, do you fight? Like, have you fought?" <laughs> and then and then they just sat there making sex eyes at each other for it. I, inappropriately long time for oh, a public was, gathering. That, that was, was amazing. That was so funny. Like, she's sitting right next to her intended or I don't know even know if they're yeah. actually married or betrothed. I think, her, they're, I think they're still betrothed. They haven't actually been married, but, you know, it's And then, just, bang, Maria's just, just up like, in her grill yeah. going, hey, baby. And she's totally laughing and going, yeah, yeah she you're is my guy. absolutely okay with And then this. there's just Tyrion off to the side going, oh, <laughs> why the death? Why the death? <laughs> But he had some good lines too. It's like, my, my father would like you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you're an eloquent man. I find that eloquent men are as, often as wrong as imbeciles. <laughs> um, so that he was, was on great. Fire this episode. But of course, Mario finishes up by saying, it's definitely going to be, you know, this quick guy. And then they turn around <laughs> just and just chunk, and the big guy has just cleaned his head <laughs> right off. It was, it was, it was well edited. Well put together. Beautiful I love, I love that. Love that spot. Yeah. Beautiful. And then Mario's just a bit like, oh, 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 shit. Well, <laughs> he storms off. Storms off in a half. But comedy aside, Jorah Mormont. Yes. We knew he was coming back. There he was, looking all, all hopeful. Got himself. Well, I mean, and this is the thing. Again, was he genuinely hoping to finally win Daenerys over with all this stuff, or does he just? have a death wish now that, like, she said, you're never coming back. Like, was this... I, well, do you know what I started to think? I yeah. started to think that perhaps um, he was thinking about plots against her. Like, I, I started to think perhaps he... Oh, he wanted to be there in case something happened. Yeah, like he felt that, you know, in such a big public... I don't know. It's, it seemed to... Yeah, because okay. he was the one who saw that someone was sneaking up on her. So he and, and, and yeah. fired, you know, well, not fired, but threw the, the spear at the harpy who was yeah. about to kill Danny. And that's what prompted everyone to ping to the fact that, oh, my God, there's a massive rebellion happening yes. in a public place. Why did nobody think of that? <laughs> also, doesn't, like, Danny has, 
like I know I know a lot of like that little group of unsullied got taken out earlier in the season along with Barris and Selmy. Yeah. But surely She's got a few thousands. She's got like of them. thousands of them, doesn't she? Like why aren't they there? And they I mean they have And there's so heightened many. there's heightened tension in this in the city at that point. Like there's a lot of anti damning sense. It's like, oh but reopen the fighting pits, everyone will be okay. Everyone will yeah, be happy. But it's exactly. like no, it's just that's why I think his dad was involved because it was a massive ploy. But that's why I think it was a red herring, because he's been so... He's like, do this, open the fighting pits, it'll be great. And then he gets stabbed a whole bunch of times, along with yeah. a lot of other people. Like, and I... It, this show does things to you, where I was sitting there going, well, maybe that's, like, fake blood or something. Like, maybe he hasn't... Maybe he's faking his stabbing. I'm like, no, I don't think that's the case. He's been stabbed a whole bunch of times. <laughs> that's not That's not a thing, Stu. They've been doing Good it Lord. all along. There yes. was a fake head of Ned Stark yes. that they cut off. He's actually just chilling Ned's, in yeah, flea bottom. Absolutely, yeah. He just wanted Anonymous. to break. He just yeah. wanted to break. He just needed yeah. out of that whole situation. Absolutely. Right. Where are we? Jorah turns up on the platform. He's one, you know, he sees, he throws the spear, he turns up on the platform. And he does something that is going to be of importance. Oh, he, he touches her. Danny's oh, hand. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even put that together. Oh, oh, I didn't even think. Yeah. Wow. I did not even register that. He touches her hand. Oh, that's interesting. To help her down. Now, I'm going to hope that you have to like touch the whole, like the diseased area. Yeah. Because remember when they were when he was touched by a stone man, like they were all stone. Like they were. Yeah, all that's right. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. That you have to like specifically touch them, and, and they were just grabbing even... hands. But you know, it's Game of Thrones, like the fake blood. Why would they even do that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so they had to run off, and they got into one tunnel, and that got they got trapped out of that, and then they ended up having to cross <laughs> the whole field uh, where they got boxed in. So it's Tyrion and Missandei ran up to Jorah and Danny and Mario, and there's the five of them. It's kind of like the Avengers, only, <laughs> you know, they did that rotating camera thing. Yes. It's a little bit yeah. Avengers. It's kind of like the Avengers, except they're not kicking ass. They are getting their asses they're kicked. They're really... Like, they're holding people back, because obviously these people aren't, a lot of those harpies aren't trained fighters, but, you know, there's a lot of them, and they're losing. Yeah, sheer numbers, know? like you said a few weeks yeah. ago. Sheer numbers will always uh, do you over in the end. Uh, and I actually, on the suggestion of a commenter, I actually filmed myself. <laughs> watching the show this week, just the last half, because I remembered, as I said, I was almost in tears in the Stannis bit. And um, so I, I went, oh, I was going to tape myself. I'm having this genuine uh, reaction. Because my, my thing about taping myself is always like, oh, I'd play up to it. Yeah. And I was having this genuine tearful reaction. And I thought maybe I should just put my, my phone up. So I filmed myself with this, without realising obviously what was coming, this yes. whole Marine scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'll put it online. Um on Facebook <laughs> later uh, later on when I get some time to edit it. But th there is a, a bit of me where I go, okay, right now, right now would be a really great time for a dragon. To yes, show up. exactly. <laughs> and then about 20 seconds later. Sure enough, <laughs> there he is. And that's, and that's the thing too. I think, I think at about that point too, I sort of said, what's Drogon doing? What's Drogon up to at this point? Because he's been, he's around. We know he's around. Um, but, He's not, you know, it would be a real good thing if a, suddenly a dragon was there. Uh, and sure enough, there was. And that was fantastic. That was that, such a great scene. Oh, yeah. it's the sort of scene that 
you know, like last last week was a fantastic battle scene. Yeah. But it was all about despair. You know what I mean? Like it was all about, you know, the like like it was this over. You, you suddenly yeah. realize the odds that you're up against, and you're like, we are not prepared for this. This is something that we cannot stop or repulse. It's Basically, they've lost before they've even and started. This week, to be to be fair, is the same thing. It's just we're it's, on the winning side. Well, no, that's that's right. <laughs> but but having said that, like you know, it, they were starting to do the same thing where they're they're surrounded by all these people yeah, true. that they can't get away, they can't do it, and then the show throws a dragon at us, and that's the sort of thing that you just need every once in a while, especially after an episode like this one. You need to, you need a dragon to show up and yeah. just start kicking ass. Yeah. So I'm very glad that happened. It was and it was he awesome. just burnt. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Although and he, then he did, ate dudes. He totally ate dudes and ripped dudes apart, um, which was great. Oh, but... so good. <laughs> I, was la- I was laughing with joy. <laughs> to see these men be ripped to yeah, shreds going, ah! by a beast out of their nightmares. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I did like that the show didn't let him have it all his own way. Like, they were fighting back and he was getting hit with spears mm. and things. And, and struggling. With them, and yeah, then he had yeah. to pluck, pluck one out. And... Absolutely, yeah. So it's obviously you know he's not unstoppable, um, but he's a dragon, so it's it's yeah. going to be a one sided affair. But then we did have that beautiful moment where she climbed up onto his back. Well, it was very like it reminded like there was obvious parallels to How to Train Your Dragon in there. See, I, think, I haven't a little seen bit. How like, to Train Your Dragon. Oh, really? Okay, so right. There, there's into... actually a very similar scene where he holds out his hand to the dragon's like snout oh, and right. does a thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So, okay, so should I expect just How to Train Your Dragon memes this week? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's cool. going to be a lot of that. Post them online, mm-hmm. send them yep. to me. Uh, but I thought of Never Ending Story. Yes! So, because <laughs> I'm old, ladies and gentlemen, and well, I don't even remember that Never Ending Story very Clearly, I Dro- saw it as a Drogon kid, is but... no Falcor. Let's let's, no, let's he's be not, honest he's here. not Falcor because I went and found the clip of Falcor yes. just to see, and it's literally with his creepy, creepy face. Yeah, it's literally a head <laughs> because you know they wouldn't it's have the had animatronic head. Yeah, yeah. So they've just got this kid sitting on the head, <laughs> and then they cut the body out, so you just see the superimposed scenic images, yes. and this kid is clearly against a green screen, going <laughs> yeah, and then. The other question, which applies to both Falcor mm. and Drogon, yes. how do the humans stay on the back? Like, they're travelling at quite a clip. I guess, so, I mean, I guess they, they're hanging on, I guess Falcor has fur, fur? and um, uh, Drogon has, like, quite conveniently placed uh, scales that yeah, Danny can sort of sit on. Sort yeah, she can sort yeah. of hang on that way. So I guess that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool to see her get on a dragon and ride that thing. The one thing we know about the Targaryen conquest of Westeros is that it was done by bitches riding dragons. Absolutely. So we need to see it happen. That's it. So, so, you know, this whole season, Danny's been quite uncertain about her dragons. Drogon's abandoned her. She's had to lock up the other two and they, they don't like her. Like they've been firing, throwing fire at her and stuff. Uh, so it's really great to see her reconnect with Drogon and, and just take to the sky like that. That's yeah. fantastic. It's a great way to end the episode. I did think it was really funny, though, that, you know, she there's this big, awesome shot of her, like, taking off into the sky, and then we cut back to the rest of them standing in the middle of the arena. Yeah. And I just felt like I'd be, I'd be like, there's oh plenty God. of room on that dragon. <laughs> That's what I Can was... we get on too? What are we doing here? <laughs> like, what about the rest of them? <laughs> Obviously, they must be okay. They're probably fine. So we'll, we'll see. I think, I think Drogon took care of most of the guys. Gave them enough there. of a break yeah. that they could get out. They could 
let's have a quick look ahead next week. What do you think? Predictions for the end oh, of the series. I don't even I'm know. I'm devastated look, that it's... It's the last episode I'm next week. I'm devastated. I'm like, oh, this is my life. My life is so much better when it's in Westeros. Clearly. <laughs> clearly that's the that stupidest was, thing uh, in the world to say. <laughs> clearly. And yet, somewhat true. So predictions, Stu. <laughs> predictions. Okay. There needs to be some sort of uh, bow put on the Cersei Sparrows uh, storyline. So I think something will happen with that next season. Possibly Jamie will arrive back in... Next episode? Next episode, sorry. Well, we've talked about this before, how because it was a big deal when during filming. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking there has to be something. I about think that, that has to happen next week. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I think we're I think we're done with Dawn for now. I think. Yeah. I mean, I can't see anything else. The other big thing, I think we're going to see some sort of confrontation between Stannis and and Bruce Bolton, oh, uh, yeah. or, or at least the, the the Baratheon forces versus the Bolton forces yeah. at Winterfell. There'll be a siege of some description. I think there will be some sort of reckoning at the wall, possibly involving that little shit Ollie. And <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Stu. I want to get a picture of Stu, like sitting watching. The episode next week, just wearing a t-shirt. There's just like a target with Ollie's face on it and like a pennant <laughs> flying. That's just like, mm-hmm. kill Ollie. Fight screw Ollie. Yep, absolutely. And I hope that's not the last we see of Danny this season. I hope that's not her big epic finish to her storyline. Um, I hope we see something of how that sort of affects what's going on because I don't want to wait till next season to find out what, what else happens in yeah. that one. What do you think will happen? <sighs> Look, in terms of the Boltons, Baratheons, I don't even... I think your prediction about Brienne coming in and doing mm. some stabbing, I would love that. Well, she's right there. I would love to see Sansa get out. Uh, Maybe in the chaos do something to uh, Ramsay? Yep. You know? Yep. Pre- preferably involving the removal of organs. <laughs> uh, internal and external. Yes. In form and function. Mm. And I would love to see Arya kill Meryn Trant. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. Get some kills under her yeah, belt. Yeah, Absolutely. She might come under censure from the Faceless Men for disobeying orders, perhaps, mm. but I'm kind of cool with that if she gets to stab some guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cross, cross another name off her list. And, and like, the High Sparrows and stuff, what happens with Tommen and Mar- Marjorie? Like, what happens oh, with yes, their yeah, yeah. marriage? Yeah. And, and my prediction that Tommen is dead. You think he's already dead? I, I The way Kyburn was talking about it last week, where he was like, he doesn't come out of his room, he never eats... Or this sort of thing. I I don't know. That, that, that sounded... We need oh, to see what's yeah. happening with and, this man, and the man zombie, mountain. And the zombie mountain. Franken mountain. <laughs> uh, well. So this is all in play. This is all in play. And we've got one probably 50-something minute episode to, to go. Yeah. So, oh, what a ride. What a ride. <laughs> Stu, as always, it has been a complete pleasure. Thank you to everyone who comments and likes on Facebook and also comments on the Fairfax sites. Absolutely. Please keep it up. There was a fabulous, fabulous discussion last week on the Fairfax sites after uh, all of the hard home business Mm. and it was good to work through all of our trauma together. So please do keep commenting. We love that. And yeah, throw up your memes on Facebook. That's it. We're done now. We wait another week. And so until then, Stu, I will say to you, Valamagoulas. Winter is coming.